Chapter 21 Jerry couldn't focus on the music. He should practice his concerto, but instead he opted for running aimlessly through his scales. When would Victoria get here? She'd flown back from New York today, and he wanted to hear all about it. That wasn't true. He didn't want to hear her gush about the city. Why did she and his mother have an obsession with New York anyway? If it wasn't for that, he would have asked Victoria out months ago. But if she really wanted to move to New York, he wouldn't stand in her way. A glance at his watch said five till nine. Thank goodness she was usually punctual. In the meantime, he'd practiced the etude his teacher had assigned for his next lesson. Minutes later, he jolted from the knock at the door. Come in. The heavy door creaked open, and Victoria stepped inside. She plopped onto the piano bench and set what appeared to be Marie's violin case on the floor. But something was wrong. Her puffy eyes said it all. What happened? Jerry, it's awful, she sniffed. The conservatory? He allowed a half-hope to surface. She shook her head. No, we never made it to visit Johan. Adrian had an accident. Jerry's mind raced. What kind? A car accident? We were skating at Rockefeller Center when she and Stella spun out of control. Adrian fell to the ice and Stella collapsed on top of her. Jerry winced. Is she okay? She's stable now, but she lost so much blood. I saw her bone protruding from her wrist. Victoria crumpled as sobs overtook her. Jerry slid next to her on the bench, and she buried her face in his chest. The flowery smell of her shampoo filled his senses. She peered up at him. What if we'd lost her? And after I'd been so horrible? Another wave of sobs overtook her. He pulled her close and wrapped his arms around her. Victoria, it wasn't your fault. And now that she's stable, you don't have to worry. I don't know. She's so shaken. They said she might not play viola again. Silence. What could he say? It was bad enough he had to face the idea of giving up music. But Adrian? It would kill her. Do they know that for sure? He asked, stroking her back. No, they don't know anything for sure right now. We just have to wait and see how she heals. She's not going to handle that well, I imagine. Do you think I should visit her? Victoria leaned back and searched his face for several moments. You care about her, don't you? Of course, he answered. We've been friends for years. Victoria lowered her gaze. I see. He slid his thumb under her chin and raised it so he could look her in the face. I care about her as a friend. Her brown eyes bore into his. Is that how you see me? How could he respond? Yes, he cared about Victoria as a friend. She'd been his best friend for several years. But no, he didn't care about Adrian the same way he did Victoria. He held her gaze. No. Confused lines wrinkled her forehead. But I thought we were friends. He inched closer to her on the bench, her intoxicating proximity nearly overwhelming him. We are, but... He leaned forward and pressed his lips to hers. He longed to do this. For years, he was kissing Victoria. A few seconds later, she pulled away. I... I don't know what to say. He tightened his embrace. 
say you want to kiss me again. I do. I mean, I don't know. What do you mean? He held his breath. What if she didn't feel for him the same way he felt about her? She stood up. How, how is this going to work? I'm leaving in a few months. Besides, your mom would never approve. Forget mom. We'll keep it a secret. He pulled her back onto the bench. She doesn't need to know. Victoria frowned. That'll never work. Of course not long term. He drew his face inches from hers. Just for now, while we're sorting this out. She held his gaze. Did he detect a hint of longing in her eyes? He reached out to stroke her cheek and wound his hand to the back of her neck and drew her to him. This time, she lingered for several more seconds as his lips met hers. A good sign. Victoria's heart leapt when she woke up the next morning. Jerry Chang had finally kissed her. Had it been a dream? The soft brush of his lips against hers, his hands running through her hair, the enticing smell of his cologne. The door creaked open. Dressed in flannel pajamas and fluffy slippers, Louisa squeezed in and halted mid-stride. Oh, Victoria, I'm sorry. I thought you'd be up by now. Her green eyes met Victoria's. What are you grinning at? Victoria sat up and propped her back with a pillow. Nothing? Louisa plopped next to her and leaned against an extra pillow. I know you better than that. Give me the scoop. Can you keep a secret? She raised her eyebrows. Better than anyone. What's up? Well, Victoria snuggled deeper under the covers. Jerry and I... He asked you out? Louisa squealed. I knew it! Uh... Victoria bit her lip. He hadn't asked her out. What were they? A couple? A secret couple? Louisa frowned. You are dating, aren't you? Victoria twisted the comforter in her lap. I don't know. We're still trying to figure things out. What happened? He kissed me. A squeal erupted from Louisa. He did? How exciting! What was it like? What do you mean? Louisa giggled. Timid, sweet, passionate. Victoria yanked the pillow out from behind her and bopped Louisa's stomach. I'm not going to kiss and tell. Louisa pulled out her own pillow and whacked Victoria's back. Victoria and Jerry sitting in a tree. The door opened just as Victoria flung her pillow at Louisa. Marie smirked from the doorway. A pillow fight? How old are you? Five? Fourteen? Louisa chucked the pillow at Marie, who danced a step to avoid it. When you're done playing slumber party, I've got breakfast ready. Quiche and fruit salad. Sounds delicious, Louisa said. The scent of bacon caused Victoria's mouth to water. Thanks, we'll be down in a minute. Good. Marie closed the door behind her. Louisa hugged her knees to her chest. Do you think Jerry will kiss you again? What did you do afterward? Matt and Eddie showed up for band practice and insisted we join them. Ugh, boys are so oblivious. Couldn't they tell you two needed a moment alone? Victoria rolled her eyes. Of course not. I broke away as soon as I heard footsteps outside the door. Louisa frowned. Why don't you want people to find out? It's still new. Victoria traced a seam along the comforter with her fingers. And his mom's my professor. You think she'd care? A knot tightened in Victoria's gut. 
Probably. She'd think a relationship between us would get in the way of our careers. She didn't even like me leaving for New York for vacation instead of staying to practice. Louisa's jaw fell open. You're kidding. Doesn't she know you need a break? No. She thinks holidays are a great time to catch up on work, not gallivant around. And make out with her son. The door burst open. You girls coming? Marie asked. I don't want the quiche to get cold. Louisa slid from the bed and pulled Victoria with her. We'd better go. Two days later, the barren white walls of the hallway did nothing to inspire confidence as Victoria stood outside the door to Professor Chang's office. After several deep breaths, Victoria willed herself to turn the knob. Hello, Victoria. Professor Chang's voice betrayed a hint of coldness. She tapped her fingers on the desk in front of her. I'm glad you're back from vacation. As you know, we have a lot of work to do before your conservatory audition next month. Victoria swallowed. Her teacher was still mad. How much did she know? Let's start with the second movement of the concerto. Professor Chang's dark eyes flashed. I hope it's improved since your last lesson. Victoria's hands trembled as she pulled Marie's violin from its case. If only she had a better instrument. Instead, she downgraded. What a disaster. Try to relax. Think of a peaceful place. As she began the opening bars, images of Jerry flooded her mind. Unlike the volatile nature of the first movement, the second floated through the air as if on ocean waves. She'd listened to the piece so many times she could hear the flute part soar with the violin, like two birds in song at the first sign of spring. Her muscles loosened while the music evoked images of the sea, the Statue of Liberty standing tall in the Atlantic Ocean. Her fingers cascaded over the instrument like foam on the beach. In her mind, she strolled along the harbor with Jerry, hand in hand. Her stomach fluttered as he drew her close, leaned over, and placed his lips on hers. Elation bubbled inside when the music swelled. Her fingers continued to dance. Then she pulled her bow in deliberate strokes to the climax. She paused for a moment with her bow, poised at the tip to bask in the warmth of the moment. Then, slowly... Her bow resumed its motion, and she brought the movement to a close. After the last note died away, she turned to Professor Chang in anticipation of her critique. But instead of a stern expression, Professor Chang sat with eyes closed, a faint smile on her face. After several more moments of silence, she opened her eyes. Now that was the work of an artist. Bravo. Victoria's heart skipped a beat. Had her teacher given her a true compliment? However, this violin is abysmal. Where on earth is yours? Professor Chang took the instrument to examine it. I'm suspicious of a crack in the seam. She held it sideways, righted it, and then peered through the F-holes. The sound post needs an adjustment, and I'd suggest a new set of strings. Professor Chang ran the bow over the G, D, A, and E strings. This is a student violin, not fitting for a soloist on stage. She set the violin on her desk. The orchestra will overpower you. Victoria's heart sank. How could she find an adequate one in time? Maybe she should ask Mom and Dad for help. Professor Chang retrieved her own Stradivarius violin and held it out to Victoria. Try this one for comparison. Victoria froze. Play a Strad, the most famous violin of all time? Her hands trembled as she reached for the Italian instrument, 
She clutched the wooden neck with such a tight grip, her knuckles turned white. Whatever you do, don't drop it. After a couple of breaths, she recommenced the second movement. Not that one, her teacher shook her head. Play the first movement. The opening bars filled the room with the force of a kettle drum. The strength of the instrument took Victoria's breath away. No wonder the Stradivarius had earned its esteemed reputation. See? Professor Chang arched an eyebrow. Fabulous, Victoria nodded as they traded their instruments back. But I don't own a Strad. Of course not, Professor Chang tucked the violin in its case. But you can't compete on a student-grade violin. I believe you have a strong chance to win the concerto competition and attend Johann Conservatory, but you need to do everything to boost your chances. No more vacation or other distractions. She shot Victoria a pointed look. If you want to be accepted, you must focus. Keep your eyes on the goal. A knot twisted inside Victoria. She forced a reciprocal grin. Thanks. I appreciate your vote of confidence. I want to hear the third movement at your next lesson, but not on that instrument. Victoria winced. Yes, Professor. Where in the world would she find something like a Stradivarius by next week? Even with her parents' help, she couldn't ever afford that.